Welcome to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. Cindy is ready to have those candid and unfiltered conversations so you know how to move forward in your marriage. You'll hear inspiring and insightful discussions surrounding this taboo subject to help you feel confident in your decision. Now, here's your host, Cindy Stibbard. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce. I'm your host, Cindy Stibbard. I am so grateful to those of you who continue to tune in every week with us, whether it be here on the live show or over on the podcast, I wouldn't be doing this without all of you. Also, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm so glad you're here. On this show every week, if you haven't joined us before, we dig deep into a topic that many of us feel uncomfortable about a topic highly stigmatized in our society, and a topic that can trigger even those of us who have gone through it and are well on the other side. And that is the topic of divorce. If you have been following me for a while and listening to my show, you will know how truly passionate I am about changing the experience of divorce. Because I believe that changing this experience is a movement. And you don't have to be going through divorce yourself to be supportive of this movement, but I would bet that you know someone who has, know someone who is, or who will go through divorce at some point. And this show is for all of them. If you do end up missing a live show, you can always head over and listen to us on the podcast. We are on Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and even iHeartRadio. And when you head on over there, please make sure to give us a follow, follow the show Divorce Redefined and give me a rating and let me know what you think, because this show is entirely designed for you. I want this show to reach as many people as possible. Right now we're reaching 14 countries worldwide and we have almost cracked 10,000 downloads. I know we're going to do it today after the show. Here are a couple ways that you can help this show get in front of those who need it. Firstly, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review and subscribe to the show. Secondly, talk about us. Please talk about us on social media if you're comfortable with that, or tell your friends, share it. That is a huge support for us. Share this with anyone who you know who is going through something hard, through divorce, struggles with your marriage, or even parenting, because we talk about all of that here. And the third thing I want you to do is just show up, show up and be here and take it all in, become informed, educated, and empowered to do your relationship and divorce in a better way. I really want you to not just be a passive listener, but to take a little snippet from each episode that can either help you in your situation or help someone, you know, in theirs. I'm so proud of the show that we have put together for you and the lineup of strong, courageous, bold, and daring like-minded individuals who also want to lead the the change in changing the experience of divorce with me. And I'm so excited for the work that we are doing in this divorce space and in the theme of changing the experience of divorce. And this podcast is a testament to that. I truly believe that if we can get more education, more resources, and better professionals in front of you, those of you who are going through a tough time, whether it be divorce or really any major life transition, my mission is to give you tools and share inspiring stories to help empower you to navigate these tough times in a better and different way. 
that my friends is where change begins. And I believe if we do this, that if we prepare, plan, pivot our mindset, if we normalize the conversations, we can start to eradicate the stigma and shame that society holds so firmly around divorce. And if we really start to do this together, the entire foundation of our marriages and our relationships can start to change. The movement to change the experience of divorce isn't bigger than us, you guys. It is us. And today's guests are going to astound you. They all aspire our families and ex-spouse relationships to look like post-divorce. From dinners and homework to holiday card photos and summer vacations, Nikki and Ben have created a tight-knit, enviable post-divorce family. They work and play well together from the smallest daily tasks to biggest life events, and it only took them a divorce to get them there. Though their marriage has been over for over a decade, they still share a happy life with each other and their son, Asher, along with their spouses and other children. It wasn't fast and it wasn't easy, but together they created a happy post-divorce modern family. I mean, divorce is tough. You know it, I know it, I've been through it. You even know it if you haven't been through it. And sometimes all we need is a guiding light to help us find our way through the darkness. Ben and Nikki, along with their son, Asher, and their spouses, Nadia and Chad, are shining examples that provide hope to families who are seeking a healthy alternative because it is possible. They also published a book together titled Our Happy Divorce, and it has become a community that connects others who understand what it's like to go through a divorce and who are also committed to building happy post-divorce families that truly puts the needs of their kids first. So let's dive into this. Welcome, Ben and Nikki. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Wow, that was a uh, quite an introduction. It was quite an introduction. <laughs> and and, and uh, besides the stuff you said about us, but just the stuff you said about you know your mission and we talked. I mean, it, it, it's phenomenal. And that was one of the motivations for us uh, deciding to write this book is just to give people. You know, we're not doctors, we're not lawyers, we're not therapists. Uh, we're just two people who had a, a human experience, and, and we wanted to to share our experience. Um, with everybody to, to, to let them know that it can be different. You know, yeah. you talked about the shame and, and, and everything that goes around divorce and imagine 50% of marriages end in divorce. So imagine how many people are walking around. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's a lot. And there's a lot of people who get married. So there's a lot of people getting divorced and, and, and they're all sort of going through the same thing. Uh, and, and so if we can help share that story uh, or by sharing our story that it can be different, uh, then, then we're all for it. I love it. And I love, I love your story specifically. I've been so excited for this show because I think it resonates so much for me because that's your story. And I can't wait for everyone to hear it, but that's what inspires me. You know, I have your story kind of on my vision for what I want my future situation to look like. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. I mean, right. four years in, but it's there. Like it's kind of what I want eventually to aspire to be. And so I know it's possible. I know it's not easy. So to know kind of how that started and what changed for you guys to make this happen. I know it can be really hard for a lot of people, especially when you've gone through divorce and you're like, there's no way in hell we're going to be friends after this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think it's important besides the doctor lawyer disclaimer, uh, the other disclaimer uh, that even four years into that, 
or, or, or after we got divorced, we couldn't have even imagined that we would be sitting here 16 years later, 15 years later, talking about our life and that we wrote a book together called Our Happy Divorce. So right? it, it, this is not something that happened overnight. And I think you said it in your you know intro. This was uh, a lot of stepping on landmines, a lot of tough uh, you know times, a lot of emotions, but... Ben was very mean in the beginning. That is just such. <laughs> a, so mean. He was really mean. See, this is where our happy divorce works. My, she can talk to me that way, and and you know, I just roll my eyes. But uh, it, 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 you know, even four years. You said four years into it, and, and we weren't there four years into it. I mean, we were mm-hmm. still doing the awkward drop offs, but we, uh, you know, our big secret. Uh, I, I think a, a, four years into it, we're not doing awkward. No, not drop-offs. awkward drop-offs, but it wasn't, you know, this, uh, you know, traveling together, putting Christmas, you know, it, it, it maybe it started then, but it, it just, it didn't happen. I guess the point is it didn't no, happen. It right. The mm-hmm. years went on. right. Yeah. I mean, let me, let's think about this. When did, how long after did you get married? Like my brain is not, Properly working today. Uh, let's see, just be ten years. Uh, two thousand. I mean, now you're putting me on this, but two thousand, uh, two thousand twelve. We got divorced in two thousand eight. So you, you okay. know, it, it, the point is that it it, it, it takes time. It takes okay. time. So here's, yeah. the, I got married almost a year before right. he got married. Mm. Before they got married, and I still felt felt like a tinge of uncomfortableness That's a good point. To, sure. of having them at the wedding. Yeah, at our wedding, but come full circle a year later, I was my whole family was at his wedding, and and nice. I, I, I didn't invite her to be vindictive. Like ah, you didn't invite me to your wedding. I mean, kind of at the back of the head, probably <laughs> maybe a little bit. I mean, if we're being honest, but but Nikki, like this is the this is the relationship. I think at that point, you know, four or five years into it, she called me, and she you know she communicated that it wasn't just some elephant living. Like we had started building relationships. She said, you know what, this is. You know, my wedding, I, I, I you know, I, I think, I don't think she said she wanted me there, but she said that I just don't feel comfortable, but she acknowledged it, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's the story was the beginning. And, and, you know, I didn't really want I to be there. It wasn't even more so me feeling uncomfortable. It was me feeling like everybody was going to be watching the two of us instead of, or how's Ben feeling? Sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. Instead, yeah. Of actually, yeah. instead of them just watching me, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, are you? How is she going to handle this? Like showing up yeah, in the same room, right? right? And it's going to be a big deal. But there must be some, there was clearly some foundation that you guys set right. up to even have that conversation of like, come to my wedding. Like right now, when I look at my situation and a lot of other people's, like even asking them, maybe like, not a chance, or would I even right. think of asking? So, like, divorce, even if you know it's the right thing, and even if, like, you know, you didn't choose it it's painful for both parties, you know, and there's a lot of angst and and animosity and anger and Mm -hmm. just shit that you can't get over. And then at what point, like, I'm sure you guys felt that way too. And at what point did you decide, you know, those are universal. Yeah. This is this like, fuck it. Like let's, we need to grow up and move forward. Cause that's really what you both have very much done for this to happen. Yeah. And, and that's important. You know, those feelings that you, you brought up are universal, right? Nobody gets divorced that I know of yet. uh, Or, or, you know, got in a fight (laughs) at at, uh, dinner one night and and then decided the next morning to get divorced. Right. It's a process. And then unfortunately with that process uh, of the, you know, separation, getting back together comes more resentment and it's just, it's like a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, um, when, when I left the house, 
Um, and, and it was sort of the last time I, I left the house, uh, you know, a very angry, bitter, resentful, dramatic, dramatic, uh, you know, man. And uh, I was going to go down, you know, because I was letting those emotions take control of it was all her fault. You know, if only she did this and she probably was doing the same thing to me, but I didn't particularly like you then. Right. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't particularly like me either. And I didn't particularly like you, but uh, <laughs> the uh, for me, I think the turning point was I had gone out with that anger and with that resentment and, you know, did the one thing that I just recommend anybody going through a divorce do not do was my first phone call was to a lawyer mm. and not just any lawyer a researched you know, the best lawyer, shark lawyer in, in, the, in where we live. And I called him and I told him what I wanted. He said, yeah, we get all that stuff. And, and he wrote me, you know, this, this manual on what I wanted. Um, and I was on a plane back from uh, LA uh, or back to Tampa from LA, a red eye. And I don't know what it was. I, I, I pulled it out. It had been my, I, I hadn't pulled it out. It'd been in my bag for like three weeks, two weeks. And uh, I pulled it out. I started reading it. And I don't know if it was that lack of sleep or the, the lights in the plane or whatever it was, but I got a couple pages into it. And uh, I had, you know, first time in a long time, I was able to be honest with myself. And, and I saw everything clearly. I was a child of a high conflict divorce. Um, so I had been down that road. And so for me, at that moment, I put it away. I knew where that was going. I knew where that movie ended. And yet I was still, at that point, I was going to take my son, our son, and put him on my bag and carry him down that road that I went through as, as a kid. Um, wow. Anyways, long story. I got back uh, the, uh, Monday, called the lawyer, and then made the second phone call, which should have been my first. And I recommend everybody doing this, please. It'll so save, save you a lot of money, a lot of anguish, a lot of pain. I called a the therapist. Yeah. Um, and, and I started working with a therapist. And, and then I called Nikki and, and asked her for what I think is also the, mo the key thing in the beginning is time and space. Mm -hmm. and not rush into calling a lawyer. And I know people, because like, that was my instinct. I was like, I got to get rid of this thing. This thing, by the way. You didn't even, you didn't even, it didn't even hit you. Uh, I thought you were talking about the, like, the lawyer. No, I was talking about you, yeah, the thing. So, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> as, as quick as possible, right? But there's no award for getting divorced the quickest. And so time and space turned out to be one of our greatest assets. Mm -hmm. And I worked with a, uh, a therapist. I'm also a member of 12-step program. Um, and I went to that. And, and, and then I just started working on myself. And, and, and Nikki was doing the same thing. Yes, but I didn't do, I didn't go down the path that he went down. I sort of took the, like, I took a step back and kind of said, Hey, what, I don't want to do this. And if I don't have to, you know, fight through this thing, I think that's probably a better idea. I mean, granted, I was going to fight if need be, but I sort of like my first call wasn't to a lawyer. My calls were to like to my family. And mm -hmm. I eventually did call a therapist to try to work through it. But, you know, for me, it wasn't about, it was about how do I not ruin my child's life? Mm -hmm. My parents are still, still married 53 years later. And so for me, it was like, how do I let him grow up as close to the way I grew up as possible without us being together? So right. I kind of just let him be for a little bit without trying to poke the bear. Well, yeah. And, and I think men, or at least I, I'm not going to talk generally, but, but for me, I needed to work on some stuff to figure out why anger was my secondary emotion and what it was protecting. Right. And, and, and for Nikki, what do you think your secondary emotion should have been? 
Oh, uh, we, uh, this is only an hour show, right? <laughs> it's just, uh, you, you know, but the, the, the real feeling, right. Of, of, you know, disappointment, fear, uh, mm-hmm. sadness, um, hurt, uh, you know, her, she's, a, she would have stayed together. Of course. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, and wanted to, so her process, I think if it's fair to say was to be able to, Fix it. but, but after it was realized that it couldn't be fixed is how can you not save this thing, but move on. Right. Mm. And so that was, uh, is, is right. that fair? Yeah. I mean, your healing process was different than mine, but it was still, we had to go through our healing processes first, or we would never, uh, I, I think be in, in this situation. And, and then the biggest part of it was, um, the realization uh, at some point, and it wasn't that you sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I, with all that anger and, and, uh, you know, and I said about pointing the finger is I was, yeah, un- I was unable to see my part in it. I was mm-hmm. unable to see, it was all Nikki's fault. If only she did this, you know, it was like throwing and I was the, you know, the perfect guy. Right. And, and through this process that, that I went through, I realized that, I think we both did that. Yeah, we wouldn't exactly. want to be married to that person. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be married to me either. And yeah, uh, that I wasn't power. The stellar wife that I thought that I was. <laughs> right. Not even close. But um, you guys, like that takes so much courage and self awareness to have that level of accountability. Like that is massive to be able to be like, okay. So what did I do? How did I contribute to this? And what's my role in it? Because that. That is, that is, that is, that is massive obstacle for people to get through the next, to the next level, even like process your divorce. Like when you're not able to just look like, Hey, okay. One person left doesn't mean that you both aren't responsible for some part of this breakdown of the marriage. Otherwise it does. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. You don't wake up one day and be like, Oh, from, from everything's blissful to I'm done. Right. Right. And, and and there's a universe where, you know, both things, you know, the great paradox of the world where both things can be true at the same time, like all these symptoms of that people get held up onto, whether it's, uh, you know, emotional uh, uh, abandonment, whether it's affairs, whatever marriages end, you know, there is a part and and let me just, there are some things that are way outside our pay grade, you know, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about those right now, but, but for the most part, it takes two to make a relationship and it takes two to ruin it. Mm -hmm. You know, this, how happy divorce takes two to make it. It took two of us to make it and what it could could have taken two of us to ruin it. So we both had a part despite what we might've done or not done, but and that's, I think that's the nature of relationships and, and people can be, you know, we finally got honest with that. And then part, the part of the process was uh, some repair and some cleaning up. And, and I had asked Nikki to coffee um, and uh, I said, I was sorry, you know, and I apologized to her not, you know, for the first time, but you did this, I'm sorry, but you did this, you know, but it was just an honor and it wasn't anything except, and I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but I just needed to, you know, to, to, to do some repair. And then, um, what? she did something that was completely unexpected. And uh, I apologized also. Yes. No, but let's, let's back this up though. Back up to the fact that he did, we hadn't been talking except for like, you know, the drop-offs and, you know, and when, you know, Ash was going to go here and when Ash was going to be there. But so he calls me out of the blue and says, do you want to have coffee with me? And I was like, Ugh. well, and then he said he chose a coffee shop 
so I was like, okay, well, he can't like murder me in the coffee <laughs> shop. I mean, he could, but it's un- it's mostly it's most it's unlikely that he's actually going to try to kill me in the coffee shop. But so we, ca- but I didn't know what I was walking into. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know at the time I was like, he probably did that on purpose to scare the crap out of me. But yeah, and one of the greatest things about writing this book is the book is done from each other's perspective. Like you know, I. I took that experience at the coffee shop and wrote about it. And we didn't read, we didn't read each other's until after, after the fact. And so I never really realized that it, that was her experience, right? Like I called her, I was on this, like, I was levitating, you know, I was on this high, like, like oh, I'm spiritual so path. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her to coffee. But never realized that I never ex- expressed to her why I was having, asking her coffee. Right. So uh, I, I think I de-escalated uh, a little bit by, you know, having her coffee. He actually had coffee for me. So I was like, okay. When I got there, I was like, all right, so it's maybe it's not going to be as bad as I think it's going to be. He actually bought me coffee. And did, at that, any moment, you do think it was like, this was our, our reconciliation talk? Or is this like, we're going to talk about how this is processing? Because what I'm gathering is you really hadn't, you sort of put the, the brakes on the legal part and you were just sort of like, whoa, having your like decompression, let's take a break. Let's have a cooling off period almost. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I, I knew we weren't getting back together, but I didn't know. She hoped. Oh, God. But, no, that's fake news. Yeah. But now I like looking back on it, I don't know. I had no idea what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know if it was going to be something good or something bad, or it was just like one of those things that I was like, oh, God, what, what am I walking into? Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I, I apologized and then she apologized back. And all of a sudden, like, I'm not going to say that all of a sudden we were, you know, our happy divorce. And, it was like a little weight lifted off. You, you know, when you have that anxiety and or not, or you're anxious and it's hard to breathe. And, and for the first time in, in, in months, that breath just became a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And there was some space there. And, uh, you know, cleaning up some and repairing some of that wreck, it didn't mean that it didn't come up or it hasn't come up and even you know today some of the issues that you know push uh her buttons push my buttons and but it just was a little bit easier and it felt a little bit lighter yeah after that happened yeah and so then coffee and taking accountability is so huge then what happened next how did you guys now start to go down this divorce path in a, in a different way. Cause I loved how you said, you knew, you said what everyone typically does, they call a divorce lawyer right away. Right. And typically yeah. it's that researched one. Who's got the five stars. Who's or you the call one a that, friend who's been yeah. divorced yeah. and you want their number. Right. And, and, and it's just, it, it's the wrong move. I'm telling you, it's just like time and space or a therapist or a divorce coach is going to do wonders uh, for the, for the process that's about to come. Cause it's going to suck. I think one of the next steps was the fact that when we were sitting at the coffee shop, he asked me if I had <clears throat> any problem with joint custody, 50, okay. 50 joint custody. I mean, the mom and me wanted to strangle him and say, oh. absolutely not. You're not taking my baby. Yeah. But I said, absolutely not. I took everything I had to say, absolutely not. But I, and I think that was one of the things that kind of put him a little bit, like made like a little bit rest. Like Yeah. And my, my response was, well, all the other shit can be worked out then. I mean, at that point, like, and, and and I didn't go into that, uh, um, my motives 
for for apologizing weren't to even ask that question, right? Or what? But I just like it was just such a magical moment because we don't apologize to each other. We mm-hmm. still don't apologize to each other. So that was like that was shape shifting at that moment, and you know, and, and it turned out that all the other shit could have been worked out, and we worked it out um, through a couple of other. And, and again, we're not lawyers. So I don't know if a lawyer would recommend this, probably not, but this was our process. This is our story. Mm-hmm. Um, we met over, you know, seven, five, seven, however many other meetings at that same coffee shop. Same table. Same table and went th- <laughs> and went through our divorce. We did. Wow. And I, I, if you, I never would have thought it was possible. You know, right. we would then go back. We each had lawyers and we each had representation right. and we would go back with all those long winded sentences that we didn't understand. Right. The run ons right. or that, you know, yeah. talk it over with your, your counsel or whatever. And, and so, but this is a business deal. And this is where the apathetic part comes in. Right. We, mm-hmm. we took care of the emotional part, you know, as yeah. best we could. And then the business part took over and, it, and we are the business people. And we should be making the business point. You know, we should be, that's the way I operate my business. Let the business people make the business deals and let the lawyers draw it up. They didn't go to business school. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we went through and, and it was, it was pretty easy because we weren't making decisions. Like she had a jewelry company that we were partners in. And I wasn't going, I'm going to take your jewelry company because it means so much to you. Right. That's what mm-hmm. happens when you have the undealt with emotions. I think is you yes. start making decisions off of hurting the other person. Yes. And she's not saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep the, you know, Asher, because I know that's going to hurt you. Like that took, that takes serious balls. And Nikki, I have to say that to you because that is so courageous. I don't see, I want to see more mothers do that because I feel like, and I'm going to, you know, stereotype moms here for a second, but like, that's where their leverage is typically the, you know, the, the father's just in general, are the breadwinners. And so they use the money as the leverage piece, right? And then the moms use the kids. And then but when you're using that against each other, you're putting your greatest asset mm. in the yeah. middle of your divorce battle. And I yeah. always say to my clients too, I'm like, do not make your child pay your bill for your unresolved trauma with your ex-wife, right? right? Like do not, because that is what's putting them away. Exactly. It was was not their choice. And that's something I grew up with. So I had that human experience. Right. And it was just a terrible, that was a blocking tackling tool. You know, I was, I I was used and my brothers and sisters and I were used and, and actually going through it, it made a little bit more sense because my parents were just emotional. You know, they hadn't dealt with the emotional side of it uh, and they didn't do it intentionally. Um, but it, but it did, nonetheless, those were the consequences and it just was a terrible, terrible place to, 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 to grow up. In. And it caused a lot of wreckage, you know, yeah. in my, in my life. And, 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 um, so that's something that we didn't, you know, want for, for Asher. And that was our main purpose. And, and, and still is, even though he's, a, he, he's 18 now. Um, but, but that has always been our, our, our goal is what, what was best for him. And, and so, you know, it, 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 that, uh, um, apology and that, 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 uh, uh, um, you know, cleaning up the wreckage and then deal. It was amazing how much easier it wasn't simple, right? It's still complicated. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with romance and finance and all that stuff, but it just became, I, I guarantee it was easier than if we had done it, you know, through the, through, through the telephone game, the lawyers and all that other stuff. And, 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 and the motives weren't to hurt Nikki and her motives for the divorce wasn't to hurt me. Yeah, no, and I think that lawyers a lot of times just muddy the waters up. They do. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they definitely do. And then it starts, it, you start the battle because then it, you get, you start to get scared and then you start to wonder, you know, all of those things that you didn't know is coming to the forefront. And you're like, what do I have to do here? I'm, do I need to protect right. myself? Am I going to be so, too, super screwed yeah, am over? Am I doing the right thing? Am I yeah. Doing- yeah. And so, then the, the, the lawyer is the one that uh, at the end of the day, get the big check. I know. I know. And, and I, and, and, and that's like, benefit. You know, yeah. you we're basically you you end up paying for the lawyer's kids to go to college and, and yep. not your own. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> right? That's brilliant. But we're we're gonna get into a bit more of this after the break because I just love I love where this conversation is going and I can't wait to hear more about how you guys got to where you are right now. So after we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voice America. All of us know that it is next to impossible to make rational, logical, and even smart decisions from a place of fear. Most times, if we are in a place of fear and uncertainty, we won't make a decision at all. Cindy Stibbard, founder of Divorce Redefined, professional divorce and decision coaching, supports many individuals and couples at this stage who are unhappy and unfulfilled, who are either currently in the process of divorce or just only contemplating the idea of separation. Does this sound like you? If it does, you are not alone. Text DIVORCE to 602-200-6446 to book your free call. Those who choose to work with Cindy are wise and brave enough to realize that they need to know more before they're able to make such a big life decision. Working with a divorce and decision coach at these stages is the smartest investment you could make for yourself and your family. And it will almost always set you up for a better outcome, whether you choose the path of divorce or not. There have even been many individuals and couples who have decided to give their marriage another shot after working with Cindy. Because what she offers at Divorce Redefined is different. You don't have to only be getting a divorce to benefit from her professional guidance. Cindy offers a unique element in addition to her popular divorce services called Decision Coaching. Decision Coaching is a type of guided support that is meant to help couples get out of that indecision purgatory. Modeled after her training at the Doherty Relationship Institute, Cindy Stibbard's Decision Coaching approach is specifically designed to do just that, help couples come to a decision whether to take one more shot at reconciliation or whether it's better to prepare for divorce. Regardless of the direction taken, couples on the brink finally find the clarity and confidence to know whatever they decide, it is what's best for their family. As a divorce and decision coach and certified divorce specialist, Cindy Stibbard is an advocate of healthy relationships. Whether a couple chooses to separate or try to stay together, she provides new insights, education, guidance, emotional support, and understanding of the many possible options for both individuals and couples who are in the process of uncoupling. At the end of the day, as Maya Angelou once said, when we know better, we do better. This is exactly the focus and purpose of working with Cindy. Are you considering separation or currently in the process of divorce and feeling overwhelmed, afraid, and confused about what this means for your future and that of your children? Do you want to do this right and make choices without regret? If you still aren't sure, ask yourself this. If I'm still in this exact place six months to a year from now, am I going to be okay with that? If your answer is no, Cindy is ready for you. Book a free confidential discovery call with Cindy at Divorce Redefined today. Text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446. That's text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446 to book your free discovery call today. You don't have to do this alone.
You are listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. If you have a question for Cindy or her guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here is Cindy Stibbard. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Nikki and Ben of Our Happy Divorce. And Nikki and Ben have been divorced now for over a decade, but they have spent years creating this beautiful, tight-knit, enviable post-divorce family that wasn't easy at all at the beginning, but they were able to really change what the outcome of divorce can look like for your family. And I love this conversation and where this is going. And as we went, you know, before the break talking about, you know, how you guys were really unhooking yourselves from the emotional trauma around divorce to put your son in the middle of this process. And you kind of held off on, you know, lawyers a little bit, although you had to negotiate that as the business of divorce. Um, how did you, I want to talk about a bit, how did you manage your emotions with each other? Cause you know how you're going, you are going through divorce. And I think the managing of your own emotional issues and not letting the blame come to the forefront when you're trying to recreate your relationship with this person, because your co-parenting relationship is almost as important as your marriage, you know, going forward, because you've got a kid together that you have to be connected for the rest of your life. And your son sees that connection. You know, so many people say, and and they say, oh, I'm too afraid to get divorced because it ruins kids. That divorce doesn't ruin kids. The way that parents show up through divorce and after ruins kids. (laughs) Right. You (laughs) You know, you know, and, and here's, uh, what years of therapy, uh, and, uh, this, the, the whole process is, is our secret sauce and, and how we managed it. Uh, we faked it until we made it. And, with and each, yeah, with, with each, each other, other and in front of Asher mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in the beginning and even after, you know, the, 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 the judgment and everything was settled, you know, it doesn't mean everything's settled, right? There's still a lot of unsettling <laughs> emotionally, like settled, but your emotions are not settled. Right. And, and, and so, but we made an effort to sit next to each other at Asher's, uh, you know, school events, sporting events, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the last person I wanted to sit next to. And I was probably the last person she wanted to sit next to. Yeah. Right. Um, but then it just started like, I saved you a seat. Uh, you know, I'd call her, do you want a coffee? Um, and, and, and so it just sort of slowly. slowly, you know, we would put on these smiles around Asher that they probably weren't authentic at all, but we faked it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we put on our big boy pants and we swallowed that nasty thing that we all have the ego. Um, and and showed up for our son. And and that's, that's our big secret. And And I think though, too, that people forget how difficult it is for that child when you're not sitting next to each other and when you're not in the same place and the child has to sit there and decide, oh, did I go to mom first last time? Well, then I need to go to dad. I can't hurt dad's feelings. Well, I can't hurt mom's feelings, but I, you know, but you, that you make them, you were like, you're actually making them choose. Yeah. And they, you and they are. Don't forget that. Or uh, be turmoiled over that decision. Cause I remember that. I mean, I remember like, okay, mom's sitting in Siberia and, and, and dad's in that, you know, the opposite ends of the right. auditorium, or whatever. And I'm like, who did I go over to, you know, who, this time? And that didn't even, it, it, uh, high school, college graduation, 
you know, wedding, whatever it was, it was every event, but we just, that, that's was one small thing we did uh, to, to sit next to somebody who I didn't want to sit next to for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then it turned into oh, it's not so bad. saving seats or can you <laughs> save me a seat text message or do you want right. a coffee? And, and, and so somewhere along the line uh, it, it went from faking it to an authentic making it. And I kind of enjoyed sitting next to her. Well, you, know, you guys it, made it intentional. You made that. That was going to exactly. be your choice. You were going to show yeah. the other parent respect. You might not be in a relationship with this person anymore. And there's a lot of other emotions that go with that. But at the same time, it sounds like you didn't lose respect for the fact that this is still my child's other parent. We still had this child together and they need to see how we show up. Right. Did you guys find that was easier to do when you were single. Cause I can imagine when now you have a partner coming in. I mean, for me, it was easy when the partners weren't involved, like to be like, Oh, I'll save you a seat or let's sit together. And like, just put your game face on lock and loaded and no one knows the shit. Right. Right. (laughs) And now like when the, when the partner started coming in, it was like, his partner was like, there's no way I'm sitting with her. And like, you know, that kind of thing. And now the divide happens and it's like, okay, how do I now like, reel everybody in here so that we can start to get along. Because I feel like if it's not money, it's the partner that Mm. starts to kind of get in between the co-parenting relationship that you're trying to create. So how did that work for you guys? I think that, I mean, this is not, this is going to sound kind of horrible, but I think that when we started dating our respective partners who in turn we married, I mean, obviously it wasn't the first person we dated, but you're pretty close. Yeah, I am pretty close. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that we made it a point to say, hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish. It's it's the three of us. And then we will be willing to add more wheels to our little car. Mm-hmm. But you have to get with the program. And if you're not going to be able to get with the program. Sorry. I, mean, I know that sounds really horrible. And you fall in love with someone and you worry that they're going to they're gonna say, screw you. I'm not going to do it. But at the end, Asher was the only thing that we really cared about protecting. Yeah. And that is, uh, you know, it's funny because in all the years that we're doing, we really haven't found a way, I think, to, to, to say that. Nicely, but but I don't think there is, I, I, I don't think there is a way. Right. Yeah. Like if and I can speak for myself and I, I, you know, guarantee it's the same for Nikki. But if there was any sign in the beginning that Nadia um, had a problem or, you know, was going to sort of be a, it would have been a deal killer. It would have been a deal killer. Not because Nikki comes first, not because, Mm -hmm. you know, I like Nikki more, but it has nothing to do with Nikki. No, it has to do with Asher. Mm -hmm. And and, and so what's best for Asher goes across the board. And even though I loved Nadia, uh, you know, that, that I wouldn't have continued it, uh, if it was going to be, uh, you know, disruptions and it's tough. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Nikki starts dating somebody um, that we knew when we were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden we're on this like, you know, spiritual high ground and we've <laughs> made amends and we're starting this like best friend thing. And Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm starting to date Chad. Um, and uh, she told me, you know, and, and this is the this is where kind of, you know, the communication, just just having some respect for the other person's experience. She said, he's going to come to Asher's baseball game. And I was a coach 
and, and so I look over the whole game. I'm not coaching. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to go down. Like right. after this game, I'm going to have to go up to Chad and, and I'm going to have like, this is going to be your, and, and meanwhile, I'm trying to coach a game, but the game's ends and, and Asher runs out. And of course, at that age, they leave the dugout and the dad, you know, the coach is cleaning up and I'm walking over to, to Chad and, uh, and Nikki and Asher. And I'm just saying, okay, what's best for Asher? Like, mm-hmm. this is your moment. And, and, and talk about faking it to you, mate. Like the first person I said hi to and gave a hug to was Chad, you know, just oh. to let, like a, like a yeah. de-energizing sort of thing right there to let Asher know that it was okay. Like it was probably the most awkward man hug. It was probably the most <laughs> like, like just awkwardness to begin with, but it was something that just was like, okay, I didn't want to do that. You know, it, 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 my insides were doing, you know, the washing machine, the old, here's another, cause Asher went right over and hugged Chad. And it was like, it, there was just too much, but, but again, it, it turned out and, and it got easier and easier. And now, you know, I love the guy. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, uh, Nikki had called me, um, and you know, this is another swallow the ego and do what's best <laughs> for your kid was when your ex-wife calls you and asks you not to bring anybody around. In, in so many words, but not bring anybody around Asher or do me a favor. Diamond. Yeah. Whoever, whoever right. it was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, 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 of until I was sure that they were going to be in, you know, in, in my life and in Asher's. And my first you know, thought from ego was who the hell are you, you know, to tell me who I can and can't bring around my son. Right. But stop. And, and at the end of the day, like she was right. Yeah. I usually am. No, you're usually not. <laughs> But this, in this particular time, in moment, you know, 16 years ago, 15 years ago, you were right. I was right. Mark down the time and date. Um, but the, you know, that she was right because a revolving door of women in and out of Asher's life, mm-hmm. when he already has this, you know, his parents are broken up and what that brings to his idea of a relationship wasn't what was best. So it was a year uh, that Nadia and I dated, um, seriously, uh, that, that before I introduced them. Wow. And, I think and, that is like such a profound level of respect for what's best for your kids, you know, because that you're right. Like that revolving door is not showing them, you know, you might be having a good time and thinking right, like, this right. is great, but that's not great for them to have to see. Mm. No. And, and, and that's also what I knew about Nadia. Right. And, and, and that she was going to be not that hindrance or not that problem, but she understood Mm-hmm. You know, she, she was, yeah. you know, although she wanted me to Asher and she, you know, we were, you know, joining lives and, and, and getting more serious, but she understood. Um, and, and she was okay with it, or at least she didn't yeah. say that she wasn't. <laughs> <I'm assuming. laughs> and Nikki, how did that feel for you when Ben oh, started dating too? I, I mean, no, I was fine with him dating her. Mm-hmm. I just hated the the another woman being around my son. And I, you know, I, I love to tell the story because people always, people always think that their children have no idea and that, you know, kids don't pay attention to things. And every time he was at Ben's house, I would call him to say goodnight to him. And so I'm on the phone with him one night, just talking, you know, like he normally would, he was probably four and a half, maybe. And he said to me, hey, mom, do you know Nadia? And I said, no, I know who Nadia is, but mommy's never met her. And he said, well, here, talk to her. Puts her on the phone. Hands the phone. Oh, my gosh. A total four-year-old. Totally. (laughs) 
And I think it was his way of saying, here's this girl, she's around me, she's around dad, but why don't I ever see my mom around her? Mm. And I think that was his way to see it. Like, hey, is it really okay? Or, or and, it's time you two met. Right. You know, it was, it was his way of saying, look, I see this. I know what's going on. You guys can think I'm only a five-year-old, four-year-old, whatever, but I see it. You know, yeah. it's time you and uh, my mom met. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, uh, and I unfortunately couldn't see her face. I'd pay oh. a lot of money to see her face, but I was able to see Nadia's face and it just went like, oh God. White you know, like, started yeah. sweating. The <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what? Uh, I mean, but I mean, I couldn't get mad at him because I, I realized at that minute, I'm like, I know exactly what this kid's doing. But I mean, for, I, I don't know, I guess it's a mom thing and it, it's something that I really had to swallow a big gulp of my own ego to be okay with mm-hmm. someone putting him to bed. It wasn't me. And what you Yeah, no, I, 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 I I'm what? saying what? after writing a book and, 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 you know, she's my best friend. She's like, you know, like a sister and, and I love, I just said, I love Chad, but look, it's inauthentic to even think to say even today. Like you know, I when Ash know. when Asher goes to you know do something with Chad like fishing or hunting, they have their thing. Like it still hurts. Yeah, it, it still stings, is a, right. It stings. It stings. Yeah, it's got the stings gotten a little less, but it still no, is not easy. In my head, I go, you know what? I'm so glad that you know he has a relationship with her, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad you know that he that he that he loves her, and so it, to me that's really what made a difference because, you know, no matter one of the things that we always talk about is the fact that we did everything in our power to make his life as normal and easy as possible. But, you know, even, even a couple of years ago, he was what, 16, maybe Ben took him on a fishing trip and he looked at Ben during the trip and said, you know, this divorce is really hard on me. You know, Ben wanted to say, you little son of a bitch, you have no idea what a hard divorce is, (laughs) but you know, he was being real and he, you know, as easy as we made it for him, it still sucks. It still hurts. And if he had a choice, his parents would be together. And I think every child would choose that even in families where there is a lot of abuse and maybe violence going on, they still want their parents to be together. And I think if we can listen to those cues. Like you listen to their cues. My kids still tell me cues all the time. Like, will you tell us to get along with people that we don't like and we'll be kind, but why can't you be kind? And it's like, okay, wait a second. You're totally right. They're trying to teach us. They're teaching us like, because it's, it's sensical to them. Sensible. Like, okay. It's commonsensical for you to treat other people with respect. We harp on them all the time for this, but yet so many times we don't lead by that example. It's like, and it's no exception. I don't care if it's your divorced situation and you've been through shit. That's not an exception to treating someone with respect and kindness, especially when you're trying to teach your children that it is okay that it didn't work out with us. It is okay that we aren't married anymore what's not okay is treating someone poorly because of it. And I love how you guys also opened yourselves to new people because that also is super threatening to your role as a mom. But at the same time, it's so great when we can allow more people to love our children and look at them like, okay, 
what do they bring to my kid's life that maybe I don't want to do? Like maybe I'm not the arts and craft mom, but she is. Maybe I'm not the fishing dad, but he is. You know, maybe there's all these things that we can bring to the table that our kids get more experiences and love from these mm-hmm. people instead of us feeling threatened by them inside, you know? Yeah. And and one of the things through the years uh, is being able to discern ego and truth, right? Or, or, or reality. And, and, and I think when I can very easily, if I, if I'm behaving or acting off of ego, uh, convince myself and everybody around why Chad is not what's best for Asher. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, but at the end of the day, you know, being able to realize that Nikki's going to be with somebody. I mean, she wasn't going to go join, become a nun and, 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 uh, you know, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, walk the streets alone, but all I could ask for, you know, this is what I, in the beginning is somebody who treated my son, like I would want to treat him, love my kid. Like I love him. And mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, he's a really good guy and he makes her happy and, you know, her happy, you know, happy ex-wife, happy life. Right. And and so, uh, you know, and so he checks the boxes, but, but, but that's not, it's hard because I'm not, understand how hard it is. Like even the romance part of it, forget about the ego with the kid, but also somebody with your, you know, ex-wife and and that, you know, the gel, everything, but, but, Mm -hmm. you know, talking through it and working through it. And over the years, it's becoming a little bit easier to say, you know what, when I, when I'm not thinking from ego, I have nothing to stand on of why that, that Chad's not a good, you know, guy for, for, for Asher or for Nikki. 100%. Hundred percent. And then you guys, as couples, like you've gotten to this place where now, like, you travel together, you do trips together. Like, there must be also boundaries that you have to set together to be like, you know, you know, Ben, you and Nadia are a couple. Nikki, you and Chad are a couple. Like, you have to have some kind of separation, right? Where you aren't always just together, and it's always like, okay, do we have to be with your ex-husband again, or do we have to be with your ex-wife again? <laughs> Can we do something else? <laughs> um. Do we have boundaries? I mean, it, I mean, yes, we do. But I mean, I, yeah, do. I think that they're just known. I don't think we ever set them. Right. Per se. I just think that there there's boundaries out of respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not an expectation when they go on vacation. Uh, and every time we go on a vacation that you come. Right. Or vice versa. But, you know, I mean, do I walk in their house? Uh, yes. You know, the back door. We live, you know, eight houses down from each other, you know, or, or you know, go to the gym, you know, just walking. But so, you know, there, there's not those boundaries, but I know it doesn't bother Nikki. You know, I mean, I, it's like, you know, it's more, you know, my best friend, you know, my sister, whatever, than, than it is my ex-wife at this point. Uh, and and yeah, we travel together. I mean, we try to do things and this word, you know, started, it it took us a couple of years to go on vacation together. Yeah. And the first year we went, the first time we went, we had to back it up a little bit. We were like, okay, this is a little <laughs> too early. This was the first trip that like Nadia was on and Chad and, and, and you know, right. something happened. Uh, there was an event and whatever it was, I what it was, but it was like, okay, this is too early. Yeah. We're like too soon. But we didn't, you know, yeah. it, it, but then the next time it was a little we easy. Weren't like, oh, we're never doing this again. We're like, mm-hmm. let's just give it a little time and we'll try it again. And I think that that was the process, you know, again, not faking it until we made it, but just you're going to step in it. I mean, we stepped in it. We still probably step in it today. Uh, the landmine or whatever. It, it's not just about, you know, I don't think people actually think this, but, but 
getting divorced and getting the judgment is not the end. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh my gosh. So uh, not the end. Right. There, there, all these co- it's almost the beginning. That, <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and all these topics that we brought up about co-parenting or you know, other children or, you know, vacation and all that stuff is going to come up and, and it's not easy. And it doesn't, you know, just because, you know, we get along a little bit, they're big deals. And, and Nikki and I stepped in it all the time and we got in fights and we got in, you know, we'd be in fights and yet we would still sit next to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we would be uh, mother effing each other on the phone or over text. We'd have steam coming out of And then we'd walk into the, you know, to the auditorium for Asher's school event and we'd sit next yeah. to each other. So you and just Nikki literally her, like put that aside, right? Yeah. And then Nikki in her loud mouth, you know, Italian way would go, he doesn't like me right now. And to everybody, you know. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that you can compartmentalize that. Cause I know like typically sometimes compartmentalizing is not healthy, but I think in this case, it actually very much is, you know, and you guys started in a, in a really normal way. Your marriage broke down. You went down the path of divorce, but you chose differently how you were going to handle it. And you really made those intentional choices. Even when you thought like, fuck this, I don't want to choose this. I don't want to like her. I don't want to like him. I don't want to I hate you actually. And I don't want anything to do with you, but look who's here in the middle, you know, right. and you guys, you have this beautiful community that you've created to help people through this. What are some like top tips you tell people who are literally sitting there thinking there's no effing way we're right. ever going to do this. Like, you And did. I'm sure people are thinking that right now. And I think it's <laughs> important that we just, and we, I think we started by saying we never imagined this, this never. was never in never, our realm and, and it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen overnight. And, yeah. and you said four years, I don't think we were there four years. Um, but just, I, I think the most important thing is time and space in the beginning. There's no mm-hmm. rush to go call a lawyer. There's no rush to get, you know, divorced. Um, and, and then a little bit of grace, you know, and a little bit of forgiveness um, goes a long way. There's going to be a lot of hiccups along the way. And, and, and whenever that time comes, you know, at least for us, uh, you know, it, at some point you look back and you're like, man, I'm glad that happened. You know, yeah. and, and that, I mean, my life is the way it is today because I had, we had to go through and I'm sure Nikki would say the same thing. So, you know, time and space in the beginning is your asset, is your best friend. Um, and, and don't call a lawyer, call a therapist or a divorce I coach. It. I love sure. it. Thank you. Thanks for that. <laughs> but yeah. I right. love, I just love this. Thank you guys so much. I find that I was so looking forward to this episode because I just find it inspiring. And I do have it on my vision board to, you know, find that happy divorce one day. And I think sometimes all it takes is one side to really want it and be mm-hmm. intentional about it. Um, so before we wrap up, thank you both so much. Tell us where we tell everyone where they can find you. Everything in our happy divorce, uh, the books on Amazon, if you uh, don't, uh, can't afford, just reach out to us on social media. We have a whole warehouse of them. So we'll be more so than happy to send them to you. <laughs> so Instagram are called our happy divorce and then Amazon, your book's called our happy divorce. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much for this message. Thank you for being part of the whole, how to change the experience of divorce and what the outcome can possibly be. Because I do believe that it is a choice and you guys are a shining, you know, example of how you can really separate yourselves from what is best for the kids. And if we can all do what you're doing, our children have such an amazing chance to do their futures and their relationships so much better and different. So thank you for all that you're doing. And thanks. Thank for you for here. what you're doing and having us.
Thanks everyone out there listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show and I know that you got some tidbits and very, and some major inspiration from this. I know I did. Um, and I look forward to seeing you all again here next week. Thank you for listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce. We hope Cindy and her guests were able to put your mind at ease and help you make the right decision for your marriage. We wish you a beautiful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network.